Hi, everyone. Welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional value to your organization, HR Works. Recruiting is on every HR manager's front burner these days. Uh, with the employment rate as it is, uh, actually many people, I guess, consider that we're at full employment. Um, candidates still complain they don't hear from organizations they've applied to, but organizations have a similar complaint. They can't get people they want to recruit to write back to them either. Today's guest, Angie Veros, founder of Via Talent, is going to help. She's got suggestions for creating compelling messages that get the responses you're looking for. And we'll also talk to her about uh, other talent acquisition strategies. She's a passionate, strategic, and innovative talent acquisition leader with a unique combination of successful recruiting leadership coupled with talent brand and operations experience. She has an impeccable work ethic and proven track record of success in identifying, recruiting, and hiring outstanding talent. With experience in fast-paced entrepreneurial and startup environments, she excels at designing and implementing recruiting programs to build social and brand awareness. In her 13-plus year career in the recruiting space, she's been responsible for managing and executing overall company talent acquisition strategy to meet firms' high-growth people needs, improve policies, procedures, and tools for effective and seamless candidate sourcing. She has also led employment branding and social recruiting efforts to create candidate awareness and engagement. Angie is with us as part of our series of podcasts being broadcast from BLR's RecruitCon conference in Nashville. Angie, welcome to HR Works. Thank you, Steve. I'm delighted to be here. So your presentation uh, here at RecruitCon, which, which just ended, was about creating compelling candidate communications. And you talk about doubling candidate email response rates. Can you share a few of the best practices that uh, you shared during your presentation? Absolutely, absolutely. So I believe that the engagement piece of candidates is so crucial, especially when everybody is fighting for top talent. So a few simple things to keep yourself uh, away from the crowd and a little bit different is keep the conversation real. Uh, Add a little humor to your messaging. Be authentic when you are communicating with candidates. I think those are some of the things that, as recruiters, we seldom take the time to think of what is it like on the other end when the candidate is looking for a job that we just forget. So being real, keeping it entertaining, keeping the message funny, and being authentic with your outreach to the candidate will get you a lot more responses than just a blanket email sent out to a uh, 100 or so candidates. Great, that's helpful. So moving into more general talent acquisition issues, can you talk about your suggestions for building the employment brand? Absolutely. So branding is, uh, you know, a very hot topic these days. And how do you create a brand that stands out from every other organization? 
you hire a team that believes in the vision and the mission of your organization and allow the company to be allow the company's employees to be advocates for your brand spread the word out through the the employees eyes uh, have the employees be the organization's um, uh, I guess have the employees be the mouth of the organization and get the word out of what it's like to actually work for the company. Be real, again, just like you are with candidates. Be authentic and tell people exactly what it's like to work at your organization, the good, the bad, the ugly, and make sure that um, you're doing something a little different and unique to stand out from the crowd and be able to attract that top talent. Let's see. Employees as ambassadors. Exactly. So uh, then what's the role of social media? We keep talking about social media. How, how does that help build the brand? Yeah, well, everybody's on social media. Everybody's on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I have yet to figure out how to use Snapchat, but it, it, companies are using um, a lot of those social media platforms in order to get the word out and share the news of the organization. So uh, telling uh, telling stories through social media, sharing culture through your social media platforms is very important. People are looking at social media platforms to find out information about your organization. They're going to Google. They're also going to your company's career site, but they are also going to social media platforms. Social media platforms can target your audience as well. So if you're using them correctly, you're doing a good job in spreading the word out about your organization. So, and uh, I think you've suggested you could also use it for... um Finding candidates and for maintaining communications with the applicants and, and potential applicants. Absolutely, absolutely. I use Facebook and Twitter as a as a big means of communication with people. Text messaging. So if I have a phone number, and many times the candidates actually do it as well, I will send an email to a candidate. They will send me a phone number. We'll confirm a time to speak. And sometimes I purposefully will run five minutes late and text them just to say, "Hey, there, we're scheduled in five minutes." running a little behind, I'll call you soon, and they'll get a response. I'll get a response instantly so I know that they're okay to text communication. So texting, uh, Facebook Messenger, Twitter, if I'm unable to locate someone via email or they're not checking their emails or LinkedIn very often and they're tweeting on a regular basis, well, then Twitter is a good way to communicate with them if I want a quicker response. Wow. Okay, how about um, building a pool of candidates? That's something that a lot of recruiters are trying to do now. Uh, Is that something you recommend recruiters work on? Absolutely. I think we've come from let's stop being reactive recruiters and become more proactive uh, just because we are looking to fill the roles that we have available at this time, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have roles available in the future. So trying to maintain and nurture a pipeline of candidates for future roles, obviously it helps, Steve, when you know what your hiring plans are for the next couple of months to nurture this list. And then being um, transparent with your candidates about, we'd love to engage with you. We'd like to have communication with you. Perhaps time timing is not perfect for you now, but perhaps in the future. So many organizations are building pipelines of pools for their current and future roles. And I think that's very critical. You don't want to wait until last minute to scramble to try to get candidates into your organization. Oh, good. Thanks. Um, Any particular procedures or tools that you recommend to uh, help people with their candidate sourcing? 
Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, so there are a number of extensions, and I know I mentioned a few of them um, during my during my talk. But uh, you know, tools for sourcing like Seekout or Hiring Solved, um, some of those will help you actually go out and find the candidates, and then engaging them. You can use any kind of recruitment marketing platform. Uh, I really like Clinch. Uh, it's a great platform where you could build pipelines and nurture candidate pipelines. Uh, a lot of uh, applicant tracking systems now have uh, Boolean uh, built into their systems where you can actually go and look at what's in your current database. Uh, Workable is one of my favorites as well. They've got a, you know, it's an, an applicant tracking system, but their people search functionality, uh, uh, how they aggregate all the details from other social sites, I think is pretty amazing as well. A lot of tools, a lot of technology. Those are some of my favorites, but always willing and interested in learning about new tools. Yeah, you have to be. I think, uh, well, that'll be very helpful for listeners. That uh, Several things to get them started if they're not using these tools uh, at this time. So let's say you put all these ideas into effect. You're getting the responses you want from the people you want. And then uh, what, are, what are your next steps? Is it an interview or what? Sure. So it varies based on what the hiring needs are. So if I'm actively recruiting candidates for a current and available role and they are responding to my messaging, then next steps would be an interview or a phase of interviews, depending on how the organization is structured. Um, Getting them through the interview process and making it as seamless as possible, uh, just like you did with your messaging and making sure that although your messaging experience to the candidate has had a positive effect, you want to continue that with the interview process. And then again, being transparent and letting them know exactly what's to come with the interview process. So a lot of organizations have a lengthy interview process. Some of them are quicker than others, uh, letting them know what the next steps are every step of the process so that you're managing their expectations. So hopefully getting responses would lead to many interviews and then hopefully hires. Yeah, it's just sounding good. Yeah. So um, what mistakes do you see recruiters making during their interviewing? Yeah, I think that sometimes, uh, and I had mentioned it during my talk, is some the hiring team isn't fully prepared when an, uh, a candidate comes in for an interview. I've seen that happen many times. I've seen a candidate come into an interview that wasn't fully prepared from the recruiter. We've all been there and done it. We're in a rush. We're trying to get everybody through the process. So we don't send specific details. Or, for example, we don't tell the candidate... Um, you know, the, the, the sweet number and then the candidate arrives late. Little things like that. Taking the time as a hiring manager to review the actual resume before the candidate arrives um, is definitely very important. I've, I personally have been in interviews where I've shown up and the hiring manager didn't have a copy of my resume and didn't even read it. So simple little gestures like that to ease the nerves of the candidate because they're already nervous to begin with and making sure that they have a good experience not only during the candidate engagement piece but the candidate interview piece and then obviously going forward to the hiring and onboarding piece. So pretty basic but clearly important, every one of those little details. Absolutely. So um, what sort of communications do you recommend before and after the interview? Sure. I... There are some discussions around whether this is the right or the wrong thing to do, but as I prep the hiring manager about the candidate, I also do the same with the candidate. Now, that doesn't mean I give the candidate all the answers to the interview questions, if, if there are any answers, appropriate answers, but I let the candidate know who he will be meeting with, he or she will be meeting with. Um, I let them know the management style of the hiring team. So be expected to X or... 
um, these are some of the topics that the hiring manager may be interested in. Or, by the way, he's a Cubs fan. So just just kind of easing them into it. Again, candidates go into interviews and they're already nervous and uh, they, they've got anxiety. So giving them a little information. I also sometimes will send a link to some relevant content related to the company. I expect each candidate to do their research, but I know my company more than they do. So if I give them a little heads up so that they can do the research, they're the ones that are going to go out there and get the job on their own. But helping guide them in the direction, um, I think, is definitely very helpful and should be done on a regular basis. All right, good. Then um, now you've gotten this far, you finally selected a final candidate. How about making the uh, actual offer of employment? Any tips or best practices for that? Absolutely. So as soon as I know the candidate is going to get an offer, I let them know. I let them know, John, you will be receiving an offer. Let me get back to you with the exact details. Don't wait two weeks to actually get the offer to the candidate. And I've seen that happen many times because of approvals and whatnot through hire, you know, through hiring teams. Um, try to get them the offer as soon as possible because until the offer is signed and actually even taking it a step further, until the candidate is actually unemployed, they're still on the market. So making it, again, a seamless process where you're going to get them the offer as soon as possible and keep that line of communication going. So if you know it's going to take a little longer for approval, send them a message or invite them to lunch. Let them know that you still care about them, that they're getting the offer, but don't let too much time lag in between, in between the offer and then the actual hire date because the candidate could potentially lose interest or can get snatched up by another company, competitor. Yeah, not good. So when you get that far. <laughs> yes, <laughs> too much work going into that to lose them at the end. So any, uh, one final step then moving on, any uh, best practices or tips about onboarding? Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some companies that are doing some really creative things about onboarding. Um, I think that if you stand out from the crowd, it will definitely help. Uh, I, as far as onboarding, having the candidate in the office for a week to meet with the team, um, you know, fill out the paperwork, all that fun stuff. Have some kind of uh, external event uh, so that you're not always in the office. Um, I've also heard, you know, an onboarding the candidate, um, you know, who's not going to be starting for a couple of weeks. So they've accepted the job offer, but they're not going to be starting for four weeks. Send them a care package or send them something that has your name on it, your logo, so that that your name is constantly in front of them. Um, There are some organizations that are doing that. Other companies sometimes will send... um, I personally received a bottle of champagne from a company once I accepted the offer. So I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And I had that in mind. So there are a lot of different and unique things that people can do to keep the employees engaged during the um, actual onboarding process because you don't want to, again, work so hard and then lose them at the end. Oh, those are great ideas. So uh, this is all um, very helpful, I think, for listeners. To sum it all up, any final recommendations for companies that want to improve their recruiting programs? Yes, I think just take a step back. At this point, many companies are fighting the war for talent, as cliched as that term is, but that that is something that people are fighting for. There are a lot of candidates. It's a candidate-driven market, and companies need to stay ahead of the curve in order to beat their competitors. So taking a step back from moving so far quickly, uh, for example, you know, my, my biggest things that I say about recruiting is that 
the person on the other end of the spectrum that you're trying to bring over is a human. So keep the communication real. Become Be a likable person. People work with people that they like. You know, add humor to your conversations because humor is humor. It's fun. You know, it, we should we should take life uh, seriously, but not so seriously. And, um, and, and unique and entertaining. I think those are some of the things that if we take a step back and incorporate those into our recruiting process, then you should find some really good success there. Well, that's great. I, I really enjoyed your presentation today, and I'm glad you were able to share many of those helpful insights with us. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure, and I enjoyed it, and uh, look forward to keeping in touch. All right, great. Great, thank you. Listeners, please let me know what HR work should cover next. Bruce at blr.com. Thanks for listening. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works. <laughs>